0: Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug today. Uh, We got more football coming up in about 20 minutes as we take a look at how Aaron Rodgers turned today with a couple of big stories involving Aaron Rodgers and one nice one involving Blake Bortles. Welcome back to the conversation with Blake Bortles. But... The NBA, and this is what's been great about the season so far, is that here we are just three days from the end of the season and we don't have any idea of where more than a couple of teams are going to finish. I mean, it's it's that insane with three nights left mm-hmm. in the regular season. And clearly all eyes are on one place. Are the Lakers going to play in the playing round and potentially go home after a couple of games? Where Are they going to be able to get up into the top six? Where is Steph Curry and the Warriors going to finish? Well, apparently the Warriors don't feel that much of a thing about trying to continue to play because we're getting more than the tonight's game against the Pelicans. Basically, everybody's going to rest. Yep. Pelicans are going to rest all their stars. Warriors are going to rest all their stars, including Steph Curry. So with no real stakes involved, they're going to rest and then come back and play their season finale on Sunday. Um, but this gets into where things are going to be. And, and clearly the Lakers are going to – look at one of two scenarios, right? They're either in the top six, they're looking at a matchup they don't want, or they're in the play-in round against a team that could scare them. I know all of this attention has been for the Lakers to say, hey, we have to you know, get in the top six and the fans want it. and The media spent a lot of time on this, but I'm telling you, Mike, the Lakers' path to a title is much better if they have to go through the play-in round than go through one through, one through six because the one team they do not want to play and nobody wants to play. And right now, if I'm picking this team to win the Western Conference and go to the NBA Finals, it's the Clippers. Nobody is talking about the Clippers, and they. this is completely where they need to be, right? As far as the Western Conference goes, it's been the Lakers and their drama. Will they be healthy? Will they not be? Here's Jokic. He's the MVP. Look how good the Suns are. Is is Chris Paul the MVP? How about the Jazz with no Donovan Mitchell? And look how much they're winning. And the Clippers are just kind of hanging out and they have been winning games with mind numbing precision. They're 25 games over 500. This is the Clippers year. And I think being out of the limelight really has helped them because some teams, hey, when you when you have that bullseye on you, it's difficult to carry. You know, players like LeBron know how to do that. Certain players, hey, I can carry that bullseye on me and lead. Kevin Durant knows how to do that. Certain teams didn't. And when the Clippers were everybody's favorite last year, they never got it together. And what they did after last year was they said, okay, here are the, the support pieces that are not working. Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, as much offense as they provide, we're going to replace that. And here they are now, right where they should be. And they're going to be under the radar going into the playoffs, and they are playing just as good than, if not better than anybody. And the one team the Lakers don't want to face in that first round is the Clippers. Don't want to face them because it's a bad matchup. It's been a bad matchup for two years, and the Lakers will go home very early if they play the Clippers. Now you get them in the play-in round where you have to lose twice and maybe Steph Curry makes it out of the first, uh, you know, playing round. Maybe he doesn't. But you got to lose twice, and you're a much better team than anybody else in the playing round with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You got to think both those guys are going to be ready for the playing round. So you're talking about losing twice, not once. It's a big deal because one game anything can happen. I get it, but two games, you're better than all the, You're better than the Warriors. You're better than the Grizzlies. You're better than the Spurs. You're better than everybody. So it really doesn't matter uh, what what happens. You wind up. In in that playing round, you're gonna win a couple of games, and then you're gonna end up playing either the jazz or or the Suns, which is a much better matchup because as good as these teams are, this is the first time they're navigating the postseason as big-time favorites. It's the first time the Jazz are the favorites. It's the first time the Suns are in the playoffs here at this kind of level in a while. So, yeah, I'd much rather have that be the the path I have to go through than to play that first-round series against the Clippers when I'm not really 100% healthy yet, when LeBron's still working his way back in, and so is AD. I do not want that series at all. It's better off for the Lakers if they're in the playing round.
9: Yeah, no, I, I like chaos theory, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, being located in Los Angeles as we are, it's around the halls, it's in the air, it's on local shows, and certainly everything you read coming out of the Los Angeles newspapers and the and the, and the scribes getting after it on social media. Uh, a lot of hand-wringing, because you have no idea what this team is going in, right? Not only it, through the playoffs, because let's face it, you know, being healthy hasn't exactly been been the way of the last couple of months. Anthony Davis missing extensive time, seemingly having rediscovered his form. LeBron James, we have no idea how bad that ankle is, right? I mean, it, we thought we'd see him this week. All the reports, now back at practice, what does it all mean? You've got Indiana, uh, and your final game is, is what, the the New Orleans Pelicans who are done, right? Zion with the broken finger, uh, unless it's the Brandon Ingram revenge game, part 27. It's like Jaws, the revenge. Maybe we get Michael Kane uh, Michael Kane it. speaks
0: through his nose like this. He's very yeah. specific. It's a lot like, th- okay.
9: Yeah, exactly. So he, what's been fun is is all the attention over there. The Clippers, they, they exercise the demons, right? They got the Kyrie Irving sagebrush, out after last season right doc rivers goes everybody goes on podcasts and blasts you know the lack of camaraderie and and everything in the bubble and and here they get to just kind of work under the radar because there's so many other shiny new toys like we've been talking about when it comes to mvp what do you want you want a new story Right, we talked with Rick Bucher a little bit last night. He's like, "I may vote for Giannis," and we'll talk about the Bucks <laughs> in a minute. But but it gets people go like open their eyes, going maybe it's different. But if you've seen it before, and with the Clippers, we've seen it so many times. Lob City, how uh, great heights, right? Here it is. The Clippers have finally arrived, and look, the Lakers are down during that streak of no playoffs. So it's like it's their time, and then they fizzled in the playoffs. And, it, and we had the developer, developer, developer speeches. We celebrated the brash uh, arrival of Steve Ballmer. They, they never got over, right? And then Kawhi, all those guys go away, and then it's Kawhi Leonard comes to town, and it's like, all right, he doesn't team up with LeBron, and now they're going to go head-to-head. And then last year happens, all the expectation, and it never felt right. We kept waiting for them to quote-unquote turn it on, and it didn't happen. Likewise, this year, it's never really felt until maybe the last three or four weeks that this this team had finally gelled. And now they come into the playoffs and, and as dangerous as anybody. So yeah, uh, they going into that relative obscurity is is a good thing for a lot of guys.
0: I'll tell you, and and the the team, if I had to make my finals pick right now on on Friday, May 14th, the two teams, and they're kind of the same team, because I'll go, I think Clippers and Bucks. That's going to be your NBA Finals there right now. Go. The same the same kind of thing with, with Milwaukee. They're, they're kind of mirror images of each other, right? We, except Milwaukee's been a really good team for more than just a year, right? The Clippers, is mm-hmm. here, here we are now with Kawhi Leonard. We're trying to figure everything out. Uh, but the Bucs have had a couple of years, a couple of MVPs for Giannis. And as the contender, as the number one seed in the East, uh, they haven't been able to do it. Right? They haven't been able to even get to an NBA Finals because they haven't been good enough in the playoffs. So wearing the mantle of being the favorite has really not helped them. So now this year... Why has this worked for them? Because, well, clearly everything in the East has been all about the Nets. When are they going to finally get their three stars playing again together? All right, the rise of the 76ers. Joel Embiid was the runaway MVP candidate for a long time this year until he got hurt. And let's face it, the Knicks are a great story. The drama of the Knicks and how much they're winning, this is all the attention in the Eastern Conference. Who's sitting around here, 20 games over 500, again, just like the Clippers, winning games with mind numbing consistency? after they did what last year? In the offseason, they made a lot of changes. They got rid of their support players. They brought in new support players, and here they are. They're in a very comfortable spot. They are healthy, and this is a team that is going to take advantage of not being that team. I, I'll take the Bucks over the Nets in a series in the playoffs six days out of seven and twice on Sunday, right? I mean, that, that's ex- is, that's the saying, right? Is it six times twice on Sunday? Uh, because the Bucks are playing that well. I mean, they have figured it out. Giannis is at a Extremely high level right now, and sometimes, yeah, it's about not being that, not knowing how to to play when you have the bullseye on you. The Bucks and the Clippers are really the same teams in that respect. They're both incredibly talented. No one's talking about them, but they are good enough to beat everybody in their conference. So right now, if I got to pick, and and you know, clearly, hey, as things go and injuries happen and sir so, but right now, you know, three days before the end of the season, I'm going Clippers Bucks in the NBA Finals. Not the one we thought. It's not the teams we thought were going to be there. But Clippers Bucks, they're the teams that I can see winning and getting through everybody because all the other top teams all have issues, right? Are the Sixers really that good? Are the Nets going to be that healthy? Are the Lakers going to be healthy? Can the Nuggets win in the playoffs without Jamal Murray? Are the Suns and Jazz up to the task? Everybody's got questions. The two teams with the least questions are the Clippers and the Bucks.
9: And just when you think, uh, what, you got the, the questions, uh, or you've got the answers, I changed the questions, right? Stealing from the old rowdy Roddy Piper. And the, the line that I had always heard it as is I'll take that every day of the week and then twice on Sunday. So give me it seven times. And yes, one more time <laughs> later on Sunday. As you go, look, Philadelphia's got two more against Orlando. Yawn. 20, 21 win team. Uh, Brooklyn, allegedly, those three guys are actually going to play together. Uh, can we have at a, some uh, point at some well, point allegedly maybe. in this next game against the Bulls <laughs> allegedly uh, and then Milwaukee's got Miami my heat uh, and the Bulls uh, who still have a 1.3 percent chance to creep into the 10th spot which right now uh, the percentage is uh, very strong that the Wizards and Russell Westbrook will actually make the playoffs but uh, to, to your point about all, all questions yeah I mean when you go through, who do you trust in any of this, right? Utah's still playing without Donovan Mitchell. The Suns, you see Chris Paul and you just go, Well although if Devin Booker's gonna get calls like he did last night, all yeah. bets are off. Oh sure. Right. We a yeah. new superstar has arrived mm-hmm. yeah. on the scene. Seven <laughs> seven and three in their last ten and an absolute gift to close out a game yesterday. Uh so they're they're interesting. Denver's the one that I keep circling. That even that you don't have Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is becoming that guy. So the potential there. But in the Eastern Conference, yeah, the Sixers and Bede and Simmons. Sorry, I need to see it. And it's Doc Rivers at the helm. So even if you have a series lead, it's never safe. Brooklyn, are they healthy? They've been able to win without it, but now it's playoff time. How does that work? So, yeah, Milwaukee and, like I said, the Miami Heat intrigue me coming out of the East.
0: Uh, this is a situation where, it la- like last year, it was a it was a a battle of attrition, right? You, who was going to be able to figure mm-hmm. out the bubble, and who was going to be able to uh, navigate a season that nobody had ever seen before? It's The most difficult championship to try to win, because it, it, how do we do this now? We're all together in a bubble. We're going to be here for a while. Are we going to go stir crazy? Uh, what's going to well, you know? Are we going to even play after we had the postponement uh, for social justice and in, in the middle of the playoffs? This is going to be a playoff where too many teams have too many questions going in. It's going to be the teams that have it figured out that are going to move on because as much as you could say the rest of these teams are talented, how many of them have figured it out? Like have the Nets figured it out? No, they haven't. You know, some teams got to figure it out on the fly. Can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do that when, when eventually you get to the second round, and it's it's a really good team that you're going to have to try to get, okay, all our problems now have to be magically solved, and you can't wave a magic wand and make it disappear. So when, when I when I look at the path of all these teams, it's what teams have figured themselves out, and, and those are the teams, the Clippers and the Bucks have figured themselves out. Everybody else is still trying to figure it out because the Nuggets have, you know, as much as they, they, they figured it out regular season-wise, but now how are you going to win without your most dynamic player in Jamal Murray? That's going to be a very big deal. Like Everybody else has that. So this this has something like that. So this playoffs is more about, hey, who's walking in with the least amount of questions? And and those are the two teams. That's why I, la- I, I don't know that I'm going to change from Clippers Bucks. I, it may, I it may be Clippers that. Bucks. We make our official picks uh, after the regular season ends. We know yeah. what the playoff matchups are going to be. I don't know that I go away from Clippers Bucks in this.
9: I, I am digging it. I mean, I do love that Memphis is involved in the play-in world down in, in the Western Conference and that San Antonio's clinched their 10 spot. This is cool because some of the young players that are involved there, and it's always good to have a cranky Greg Popovich in at least for a couple more playoff games. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's the most unique. And, look, you, you talked about the the bubble playoffs. Look, like some as I I would tend to agree with you that it's as hard as you could ever navigate because there's so many variables, uh, yet some would deride that and the baseball season is saying, ah, they didn't play enough games. Like, you guys all need hugs. The men, the women having those takes, like, really? You guys tried to navigate your own lives, trying to do that in a bubble. Even if you are at Disney World, you can only get so many embroidered sets of ears Okay, you got to move on with other things. But this is absolutely fascinating because there's a million ways this can go. And fingers crossed that all the injuries, at least it seems like we've had more injuries. We'll see what the final data suggests. Uh, Games lost due to injury. Uh, Hopefully it's just a healthy playoff so we can we can battle it out there and we don't get left wondering. Yeah, beads are great again, but uh, he couldn't finish because he got hurt or pick. You know, the Brooklyn guys, they teamed up and then couldn't play more than 10 games. By the way, you're over-under. I don't even think if they win a seven-game series all the way through, I still think you're coming with the under on your Brooklyn Nets prediction. So good for you. It was under 50. Yeah. There's no chan- I don't think there's any chance – that they come even close to that at this point.
0: No, I, I remember when I, when I said at the beginning of the year that uh, the total number of games that Harden, Durant, and Kyrie play together, their entire existence on the Nets, I said it's going to be less than 50 games. And now I could go through an entire playoffs and have them play and no, then I know. come into next season and it's still going to be under 50 games. Will they play 50 <laughs> together by Christmas this year? 87799 <laughs> on Fox. <laughs> uh, hey remember, if you go out in the second round, that's not many playoff games. So no. they they could wind up finishing this at like, you know, 15 or 16 games played together. <sighs> that's crazy. Just watch, man. And, hey, and don't think I didn't know you were taking a shot at me with the Zach Wilson's mom thing in the Disney years. I, I know you. I know you. I, 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 I know that's well, what you I wasn't, you but really now think. that you mention it. Look, because <laughs> listening is
9: hard, and some of, some of the folks listening to us here as we're on the Doug Gottlieb show here, Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon uh, coming in from the, the nighttime for a uh, an afternoon, you know, like, well, it's a matinee game uh, for you and I. Um, listening is hard. Uh, We didn't get any deeper into the Zach Wilson's mom story than parents need to shut up and go away from social media. That was the message. It wasn't about anything she actually said. It was that she became a story.
0: Take it from me. Parents just don't understand. It's true. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, uh, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug Gottlieb today. Coming up next, uh, another day, more Aaron Rodgers drama. The Packers propping up their new quarterback at the same time saying, we absolutely have to have Aaron Rodgers here. Matt LaFleur spoke, we break it down. Coming up next right here, Fox.
8: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G.
5: La Bichota.
6: Christina Aguilera, Ex Tina, just to name a few.
5: We're serving the whole story,
6: from rags to riches,
5: and all the tea in between.
6: I'm Liliana Vasquez,
5: and I'm Joseph Carrillo,
6: and we're the host of Becoming an Icon, Season Two.
5: You're my favorite icon.
6: Aw, Joseph!
5: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So with what's going on today with the Green Bay Packers, look, as I've been saying for a while, we're going to get a new Aaron Rodgers story every single day until he's traded, and that's been the case since the NFL draft and the bombshell drop that he didn't want to go back there. Every single day is something new, and today is no different. We had Matt LaFleur in a press conference today say that he can't imagine playing without Aaron Rodgers, and the number one thing they have to do is bring him back to the team he also went on to really uh he plaudits on Blake Bortles saying that hey you know Blake Bortles is a guy that's yeah. achieved a lot in his NFL career he's won more than five games once all right I get it you signed a guy you may have to go to war you may have to go to football war with Jordan Love and Blake Bortles yeah. but let's uh I think you know success is kind of arbitrary get in there uh, and
9: sell 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 what are you talking
0: about you got to go to the highlights man Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, NFL insider for us here at Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM. You can follow him on Twitter at NFL. That's at Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan, what's happening, Cap?
14: Guys, good to talk to you today. Yeah, the the Roger stuff. Look, we especially at a time of the season when we, you know, we've got the rookie minicamps camps open this week. We're not going to see veterans till mid June, most likely. That's when we have the mandatory camp. There's just not a lot going on. So, yeah. This is going to be an ongoing story. You've seen players. current, and former players speak about it. Some foreign players have podcasts. Uh, guys like myself and others around the country. we've had our own reporting. I put a scoop out there a couple weeks ago, which is a little bit different than everything else has been out there. And look, here's what it's, this is the way you sum it up. He wants out he's unhappy. He, he, he's upset, very upset that uh, I don't think he I don't think they conveyed that they were going to draft Jordan Love. I think it shocked him. Um, but that did not stop him from becoming an MVP. I think that's what's been lost in all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't distract him. Much. Carson Wentz was disturbed by the Eagles selecting a quarterback late in the second round, and that, that bothered him, and then you, you know how that ended. So this story is ongoing. Uh, what I would caution is don't expect anything significant to happen if it does until we get to August, because that's when the training camp finds are by the millions, not by the tens of thousands.
0: You know, the, the thing is, Cap, is that what always gets me on this That is, I always keep going back to is that the Packers wanted this. They wanted to replace Aaron Rodgers. They traded up in the yep. first round to get Jordan Love. He was their guy. They wanted to replace him. And now they're getting it. They're getting their wish. But now, after a year has gone by, and maybe Jordan Love is not as good, and Aaron Rodgers is an MVP, now they're walking around saying, well, we got to have him back. We, we, we can't not have Aaron Rodgers. They wanted this. And now they're getting it, and they realized, oh, maybe we didn't really want this to begin with.
14: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So by contract structure, um, when – the way it looked is that after 2021 was if you just look at his contract and the way it was structured they they probably want to get out of it well they they should have taken consider- consideration how Rodgers would have felt with that and taken in mind because if you just look at the money and the, the the way that it's structured they could leave after 2021 and and the dead money is not too not too significant in, in terms of um, the dead cap money, whereas if they wanted to get rid of him after last season, it would have been very difficult. And that's kind of what they knew, and it goes to your point. I mean, look, when you draft a quarterback in the first round, it's just so ironic, back uh, 16 years ago, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers dealt with it, now it's Rodgers and Jordan Love, It's just really funny how that works out. Um, when you do something like this, it's a, they're, they're telling you, and you, you nailed it, they're just telling you you're not going to be here for very long. Now the days of a quarterback sitting for three years that are, those days are over like Aaron Rodgers did uh, in oh five oh six and oh seven that's just not going to happen again and for a quarterback to sit in the entire season Mahomes played one game in twenty seventeen okay one game in twenty seventeen uh, things are much different then uh, you know even since then. The clubs will always say, oh, we're not going to play the rookie, and we're not going to play the rookie, and then they wind up playing him. Bortles, by the way, mean the Jaguars tell me they weren't going to play him, they want to play him in year one. So this situation is quite interesting because Rogers, is not, Rogers could just not report and withhold services, which basically is what I've heard and others have heard that he tends to do.
9: I like chaos, so as long as it's between the white lines, it's all fun and games. Uh, Story out of Chicago, Adam, the uh, Justin Fields, of course I'm doing everything I can to earn the starting job. Uh, We've made fun of the meme forever of uh, Andy Dalton as QB1 that the Bears had put out, and then they couldn't find anybody to take Nick Foles off their hands. Uh, When the Bears play week one, will we see fields based on what you were just saying in terms of guys getting elevated?
14: Yeah, let me just uh, you know, my my Nick Foles report that I put out where uh, seems like I'm quoted everywhere. I just want to explain it because I think people did not quite understand what I said. They tried to trade Nick Foles. The Bears did back in middle of March. He had fully guaranteed money, uh, which would convert and, uh, around the 21st of March. There was just they owed him four million fully guaranteed. The rest of the the, the other four million of the eight million became fully guaranteed on March 21st. So they tried to move him. They couldn't move him. It wasn't teams didn't want the player. They didn't want the contract. They did not want the $8 million. So, so, so they have to keep him. No, no one's going to take the contract. Nick will be the backup. Andy Dalton will start week one, but I want to put an asterisk. Let's not forget when the Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson. Remember, you might remember Matt Flynn was the quarterback. Uh, Matt Flynn, nobody knew Russell Wilson be who he would become. He was a third-round pick. He was not a first-round pick. No one's expected Russell Wilson to play year one. So what you have to do is while the the Bears are going in compared to 2017 with Patrick Mahomes who only played one game, one game, that's what Matt Nagy said. Well, he was the guy back then. He was the OC for one season with the Chiefs in mm-hmm. 2017. That was but again, that was a that was a guy that they kind of knew was not ready to play. With Justin Fields, they feel it's going to take a little bit of time, but Here's the question: What if they're what if they're at the midway point now? Again, we have 17 games. So let's say they're four and five after nine weeks. You don't think they'd play Justin Fields if they think he can go there and play? Of course they would.
0: Sure. NFL insider Adam Kaplan, our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Doug. All right. So, uh, Cap, what what happens first? Zach Wilson becomes the starting quarterback of the New York Jets, or Zach Wilson's mom ends her Instagram presence? because that's yeah, really I, I become a thing. The, the latter
14: is one that uh, I didn't even know about until a week ago. Uh, I, I was not aware of that. And then some people were telling me, you need, you need to take a look at this. I'm like, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, look, Zach Wilson's going to start week one. That, that, that's not even that's not an issue. The, the, the issue is how good is he going to be, because if you notice the trend of these quarterbacks, a lot of them have not started for more than one season. Mr. Trubisky didn't start for more than one season. Um, is it, um Mac Jones didn't start for much more than one season, Trey Lance just more than one season at a game. That is a concern. The history shows the National Football League guys that if you start less than two seasons, you typically are not a success at the NFL level. So just keep an eye on that.
0: Oh, great. Thanks, Hep. Thanks a lot, I don't know who you're a fan of. Look, that's just the reality of it.
14: I, I, now, I, I, hopefully I, good coaching will help. <laughs>
0: I know. You can do
14: I, I know, I remember you're a Jets guy. I get it. Yeah, I remember. That's all right. No, yeah. no,
0: no, 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 I'm gonna go, you know what? You ask a question, Harvey. I'm gonna go look at the Mets. They're in first place. Go ahead. <laughs> gonna go and and distract yourself
9: with Met's talk after the the run. How are they going to start yeah, actually great. scoring runs? but that's for another time. So as you got to through schedule release, was was there anything that that popped off and, and got you excited about a, a convergence of, of circumstance there for you know the first quarter of the season or or any game that stands out at a time in the season for you?
14: Well obviously in, in week 4 the Bucks invade New England and sure. Brady Brady returns. How about Brady senior talking smack in New England radio on 95 uh point, 98.5, the hub. Yeah, but then uh, he
9: called him his second favorite team and I softened it's funny, it. Though, man. But he did
14: say that they no problem with him. I thought that was comical. Look, <laughs> there are 10 teams, okay? 10 teams with five primetime games. There are a couple things that surprised me. I I like to predict these things. This one I this one I got wrong. I cannot believe the Saints got five prime-time games without Drew Brees. <laughs> I thought they were two or three. Um, I don't know how good they're going to be, because let's not forget, even with Drew Brees, they've not gotten past the first round of the playoffs in, in years. Does that not concern you? I would not have given them five prime-time games. I was very surprised that that happened.
0: They're getting Aaron Rodgers. That's what it's going to be. They know. They're getting wow. Aaron Rodgers. That's Well, it's
14: know, be. Denver's the one to keep an eye on there, but... Um, <laughs> You know, by Green Bay, hey, they've got five primetime games. But remember, folks, the schedule's made in the spring. It's not made in May. It just comes out in May. But uh, these things were decided weeks ago.
0: Hey, lastly, Cap, where are you on this whole Tim Tebow controversy? I, I can't see this going more than a couple of weeks, and Tebow's mm-hmm. done this just so he can retire from the NFL and have one final football moment. Well, how do look, you see he,
14: this? He, he's going to be an H-back. It's not even a tight end. He can't play tight end. He's 6'2 and a half. He needs to learn how to block. He it's super unlikely he'll be on the team this fall he just is this is by the way this is nothing new this has been talked about for years because he showed he couldn't play quarterback because he had some athleticism to be a quarterback but he's not even that good of an athlete it's just he's he's way overrated as an athlete guys it's a story because it's tim tebow and it's urban meyer coaching for four years at university of florida less than 90 minutes uh is from jacksonville which also makes it a story but um I, i i don't think it's like when i saw him come here in philly in 2015 uh, with the Patriots as quarterback. He was so lost. I mean, it's just nice guy, great story that he was able to try to play baseball, but he's not a tight end, and that's going to be proven. He will not be on the Jaguars this fall. You don't have to worry about that.
0: He's on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. That is at KaplanNFL, NFL Insider, Fox Sports Radio, SiriusXM. Cap, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, man. We'll talk to you soon.
14: Good to talk to you guys. Thanks.
0: See you, buddy. All right. You know, you see, and one of the big things he brought up there is something that is always – an NFL truth in April and May, but then when it gets to September, it's not a truth, right? We, we, you, you brought up the, the topic about Justin Fields and when he's going to start, and Zach Wilson, all of these. Hey, you know, someone's going to start for a little while, and then we go to Justin Fields. When's Justin Fields going to play? And every NFL team does this, and I don't understand why because they know by now. Whenever they draft somebody in April and May, they say this guy may, doesn't need to play. Right. We can sit. We got Daniel a guy. Jones, that we love. multiple years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dave Gettleman was going to sit him till 2028 you know when you're 30 you can be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants and they all say the same thing and they all act ridiculous about it. They all say, this guy, no, no, we're going to bring this guy along, and this is somebody who's going to play when we feel he's ready. So what happens? You get to minicamp, you get to training camp, you get to the preseason games, and what happens? The incumbent starter gets all the first team reps, and and the the number one draft pick gets less first team reps and less exposure, and so their learning curve is behind. And then what happens? You get to the regular season when the footballs fly for real, and after two weeks, and you're owing two and it's oh we got to put Justin Fields in there a quarterback let's just say or we got to put Mac Jones in we got to put Trey Lance in and suddenly where are you boy we really should have gone with him from the beginning because first round picks play early every year. You can sit here and say in April and May, oh yeah, but when it gets to September, we all know these guys are going to play. Teams are better off saying, Justin Fields is our guy. Sorry, Andy Dalton, you were the QB one. Hope you enjoyed that nice moment, that meme that went out there. But we got to get Justin Fields ready because he's our future. We don't want to give away year one of his rookie contract. So we're going to get the rookie to play. And if the rookie can't play, then he sits and then he observes because sometimes that works for players. Look, it worked for Sam Darnold a bit when he played, struggled, sat, and then came back in the The end of his first year with the Jets was his best run as an NFL quarterback. But that's how it needs to go for NFL teams. They do it backwards. Oh, we're going to get the the veteran ready. And what's the veteran going to do in training camp to lose the job? I mean, it's not like you get into the preseason games and the veteran plays half the game and the rookie plays half the game and, boy, it's a battle. No, it doesn't happen that way anymore because nobody plays in the preseason. So it's not like Andy Dalton's going to do anything to lose the job over the course of training camp. And all you're doing is holding back the future of a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance if you don't make them the starter day one because you're giving away the first year of a guy's contract and you're going to ask him to play in week two or week three when he's clearly not ready, and so then you have this being a lost season and you're hoping that, well, at least we can gain some positivity out of it if the quarterback starts to get it. But I don't know why teams continually put themselves behind behind the eight ball by saying, yep, you know what, we're just going to uh, allow our, our rookie to learn at his own pace and, and not really give him a lot and you get to the beginning of the regular season. It's, okay, now get in there and save us. Oh, now when I've had no first-team reps, when I haven't had any of this, when when I haven't had the the lion's share of of anything that I need to do uh, in snaps and seven-on-seven seven drills and red-zone drills and all this, when I, you're really asking me to go do this now? I don't know why teams keep doing that.
9: Well, the biggest thing with with a lot of these quarterbacks is that they're going to really bad teams historically. Right? This year, a little different, where you you might actually have some some play. I. I Asked about Fields, not just selfishly the Bears, but he's in the interesting part of the the equation in that the Bears were a playoff team. You can mock it all you want, and certainly people have taken their shots at Mitchell Trubisky wherever, but still two or three years uh, into the playoffs uh, with him under uh, under center, and but you brought in Andy Dalton and you paid him a good amount of money, and you have Nick Foles as we talked about still there, but so you're in between. Right? It's not the, hey, we're in a rebuild, so you might as well just get reps and go in, right? That's what the Jets are new coach, new system, new everything. Here you go, kid. Take the football. With San Francisco, you've got a team that was two years removed from the Super Bowl, but you have, uh, in theory, a good schedule and a quarterback. You know, the guy that led you to the Super Bowl is there, and everybody else returns healthy. So, in theory, you can go and win right away. So, San Francisco and Chicago are just outliers as to what this process normally is, because it's normally a Jacksonville situation. It's normally a, sorry, Jets situation where it's (laughs) hey, go. Last year, we saw it with Tua, right? At at some point in that season, they had no idea what they were. Are we still building, or are we now going to go for the playoffs, which is why you had that push and pull thing going on with Tua and the neckbeard. And now, you know, for for this year, we'll see how much those philosophies change, and Coach speak as it evolves. I think you
0: should write a book about co- the evolution of coach speak. Mm, maybe that's more of a pamphlet than, than a. Maybe, it could, maybe it's a maybe it's a magazine column than it is a book. I tried to get you a couple thousand words and get you paid, and that's well, what that's all do. right. That's I, I, I can still, still get you paid for that.
9: I can still yeah, get, but not much if it's an actual book.
0: Well, I can still get – look, people don't have time to read. Now, people don't scroll more than two times if you're reading a story on the Internet. I don't know that I can even write a book anymore. I mean, who's going to keep reading that? It's, they gotta, it's funny. If you scroll more than once, people don't read. After practice yesterday, Madeline went and bought <laughs> four new books.
9: <laughs> Voracious reader in my house, let me tell you. So, yeah, books are not dead. Come on. Be inventive.
0: But how many times will she scroll to read something on the internet? Like, after, after like, two scrolls, I'm done. Like, I'm like, okay, I, I've had it with the law lo- I can't read the long-form piece of journalism. This, this coming from a guy that, you know, I, I've actually written and published a book. I, yeah. said, I, I can't. I, I got a couple of those, too. <laughs> I, I get you. I, I, I understand. Like, oh, this is too many scroll. I can't. It's too many scrolls. It's too many scrolls. <laughs> and actually, you know, when I worked at NFL Network, they actually did that. They counted and said what the average scrolling was for person per column because they knew, hey, this can't be written and you know when i would write columns for nfl.com was okay keep it to this length this length because after this number of scrolls people just stop doing it i'm like wow okay Got to get past now. Now I understand. All right, maybe I only want to scroll once or twice. I got two scrolls. I'm done. Word
9: economy, then done. Two
0: scrolls, more than two scrolls, too much, too much. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Doug Gottlieb show. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in for Doug today. Coming up next, what does the Fox say? What will this season be like for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay? Will it be as good as last year, or not even close? That's straight ahead right here,
8: Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
5: wherever you get your podcasts
6: Juan Gabriel Juan Guis Selena Selena Celia Cruz Azúcar Carol G La Bichota
3: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon,
0: in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug does it every day at this time. It's time to find out what does the Fox say? <laughs> All right, what do we have for us today is Doug Gottlieb from The Herd. Earlier today, why we're filling in here, Doug Gottlieb was on The Herd. And he talked about what season two for Tom Brady is going to be like. Will it be as good as season one, ending in a Super Bowl, or will it be not quite as good? Let's hear, Doug.
7: If you look at guys that have left New England, what is the secret of New England's sustained success? They have been willing to let guys go a year early rather than a year too late. This is year two. The Richard Seymour's of the world, one good year and then off a cliff. So I don't know if he'll go off a cliff. I don't know if it'll be a steady decline. I don't know if we've already been part of the decline and it's been covered up by having so many talented players around him in Tampa, but no man has ever been able to do it at the same level forever. And if you look at his actual production, there has been a drop off this year, next year, it, it is coming. What is the old uh, the? the HBO show Game of Thrones? Winner is coming. Winner is coming. I'm not doing the Kellerman off a cliff. Four years ago, five years ago, I feel for my boy Trent Dilfer who called it when he played against Kansas City and he stuck it to all of us and just has seen this rebirth. But at some point, Father Time gets his. Father Time gets his. Will this be the point? How do you get back out in the field and if you don't have your regular off season? while rehabbing and playing with with, with that knee.
0: So there's Doug from earlier today on the herd. And I got to be honest, Mike, I agree with Doug. It's going to be a much different year. Uh, for Brady and Tampa. Number one, they kept the band together, which is, okay, that's great normally, but this is not where we locked up a lot of young core players. You're trying to just gain one more year out of guys, like one more year out of Gronk and one more year out of Brady, one more year out of Antonio Brown. Uh, you saw other teams get a lot better over the course of the year, but the biggest thing to me is you saw the end of the season last year, Tom Brady's arm, he can't go deep. He only, throws, he only threw it deep when he was inside the 50-yard line to throw to the end zone. He doesn't have that part in his arsenal anymore, and the rest of the league is going to figure that out this year, and it's going to be much more difficult for Brady when he only has a, a fraction of the field to use because they know he's not going to go deep anymore. It's going to be a rough year for Tom Brady
9: well I've heard some discussions of load management for uh the the world of the NFL now that there's an extra week added to the schedule, so that could be fun too, since you didn't get an extra bye week mixed therein. look, getting the band back together this is just fine. You got a nice young defense, aggressive defense uh, with room for rapid expansion right they were a top 10 d that that got lost on a lot of folks when they made patrick mahomes on his bad wheel run 497 yards sideline to sideline uh offensively they'll be fine good offensive line you've got all the veterans and yes there's concern look we got concerns of health of everybody uh does it end in another super bowl No, will there probably be more bumps and bruises? Remember, they didn't exactly roll to a Super Bowl for much of last season. There were a lot of questions middle of last year. And the division, if if I could say, uh, got worse because that Breeze guy isn't there anymore. And I don't
0: trust Matt Ryan. You know that. And that's what the Fox said. (laughs)
3: What does the Fox
0: say? So there it is. That's what you're looking at if you are Brady in Tampa for 2021. Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug today. Coming up next, the latest on Aaron Rodgers, and I'll tell you where he's going to take his first snap of the
8: 2021 season, Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
10: to start listening.